0: Let us pray Lord Jesus we are so thankful that you know us help us likewise to know you to serve you to the ends of the earth for your name's sake we pray amen you may be seated Well, good morning again, Christ the Redeemer family, as I am want to say at the opening of my sermons, because it's true, I am so happy to see you here in worship as we persist through these days, and to those of you watching online, I'm happy to have you joining us as well. And as we continue to turn the page into this new calendar year, we find ourselves processing lots of different things in this world and in our lives. Indeed, it's hard to believe, but exactly one year ago, right now, many of us were on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. It just seems like an eternity ago in some ways. Well, most of you also know that right after that trip, the Culpeppers took another trip to Barcelona. We spent a wonderful week there together on family vacation, then we dropped our daughter off for a study abroad program. And just two months into her trip, we were scrambling to get her home. At first, we weren't even sure she was going to be able to make it back to us because of the travel restrictions, but finally, after a very unsettling 24 hours, we found her a flight path home, thanks be to God. And since those fateful days in mid-March when the world was awakening to a global pandemic We have all been struggling, and as I preached last Sunday, even suffering through these times, trying to figure out how to best take care of ourselves and to best take care of others. This alone has been difficult for all of us, but wait, as they say, there's more, unfortunately. It seems this pandemic has somehow provided a perfect storm, as they say. For as we have sat in isolation from one another, staring on our social media outlets, it seems that we have watched our country fly apart at the seams. Civil unrest and rioting in the streets sparked by social injustices and inequities and political divisions that have produced their own set of problems and difficulties for us all. And these manifold concerns Leave us with lots of uncertainties, but I want to say to you this morning that in the midst of these uncertainties, one thing is certain. This, my friends, is a call to discipleship. This is a call to discipleship. Brothers and sisters, this is no time for fear. Neither should we be given to any kind of doubt and let us perish the thought of any sort of despair. In fact, quite the opposite We should rejoice. Sounds silly? After all, we have good news, good news to share with this world. These worldly problems are, in fact, a desperate cry for help. They are a desperate cry for help. And we hold the answer in our hearts and in our hands take heart Jesus says take heart Jesus says for I have overcome the world I have overcome the world friends people are looking for leadership and what better leader do we have than Jesus Christ himself and what better evidence of his leadership is there than his disciples sold out set on fire Bold, courageous believers who know that there are problems and aren't afraid to tell this world that Jesus is the answer. For the next three weeks, I'm going to preach a sermon series on Christian discipleship, the call to discipleship, the community of discipleship and the commissioning of discipleship. And I want to say this to us up front. This is not a three-week sermon series that we are going to move on from, but rather this is a call to all of us, a call to an intentional life of discipleship that we're going to live into. I want you to know, my friends, God has been speaking to me about discipleship for myself, for us, and for the world around us. As we continue to build on the foundations that Father David Roseberry helped us lay a couple of years ago, worship and life groups and mission and ministry, as we create a pipeline of leadership through our emerging family formation program, our mission will be to fill that pipeline with fully formed, mature disciples of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, I am convinced I am convinced that this is what will carry us forward into our future. For we know what Jesus says to us. Go. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you And the promise. Lo, I will be with you even to the end of the age. Brothers and sisters, discipleship Discipleship is what Jesus calls, commands, and commissions us to do, and this will be our abiding work. Now, before we go any further, let's get a good understanding and idea of what discipleship is. And believe it or not, I found this on Wikipedia, and I liked it, so I'm sharing it with you. A disciple... A disciple is someone who actively imitates the life and the teaching of the master. Discipleship is a deliberate apprenticeship that makes a carbon copy of the teacher. I loved that. Discipleship is a deliberate apprenticeship that makes a carbon copy of the teacher. That's what this world needs to see carbon copies of Jesus Christ running around everywhere, worshiping, praying, working, giving, evangelizing, and laboring, overcoming evil with good, as the scriptures say, driving out darkness with light, sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to anyone and everyone, and manifesting his goodness, his grace, and his glory at all times and in all places. Now, let's talk about how we get from here to there. As the sermon series says this morning, I just want to focus on the call, this call to discipleship that Jesus Christ issues. I'm going to read the gospel again, and I'm going to ask you to put yourself in the story. I want to invite you to see yourself in Philip and in Nathanael as we go along. And as we do, I want to ask you to consider how it is that Jesus is calling you as I consider how Jesus is calling me, as we consider how Jesus is calling us into a life of discipleship. I have it on the screen so you can see it as I read it. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and he said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found the one of whom Moses in the law. And also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus answered him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And my friends, this is the gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, if there's one thing that I can say that I hope we remember this morning, it's this. The call to discipleship begins with relationship. The call to discipleship begins with relationship. Do we know who Jesus is? Do we understand what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do? Do we realize that he loves us, that he forgives us, and that he frees us from the bonds of sin and death? And that he wants to enjoy friendship and fellowship with you, with me, with us forever and ever. Amen. Can you hear him calling you even now? As deep cries out to deep. Calling us into that place of righteousness. Calling us into that place of peace that passes all understanding. That will guard our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ. Calling us into that place of unending joy. My friends... Simply put, without that, we are lost. Without that, we are lost, but with that, we are found. The call to discipleship begins with a call to relationship. Philip heard that call, and Nathaniel heard it too. Now, we don't know a lot about Philip, but what we do know is quite compelling. There's a lot that is said in what is unsaid, the Bible tells us that Jesus saw Philip and he simply says to him two words. What are they? Follow me. Two words. Two words. Follow me. And guess what? That's exactly what Philip does. Philip gets up and he gets after it, responds favorably to the call, rises up in simple obedience. And get this Jesus doesn't even have to tell Philip what to do next. There's no seminary degree required here. He doesn't need several classes on evangelism. He naturally goes out and he gets Nathanael. And when he finds him, he says, we have found the one. This is the guy that Moses was talking about. This is the one that the prophets have been telling us about. We found Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. You see how easy that is? Philip didn't say that last part. I'm I'm asking the question to you to encourage you about how easy evangelism is. And it's good. It's good that we have examples like Philip to follow. You know those people who hear Jesus calling and they just get up and they start doing the stuff. And it's good that we have the Philips of the world because we also have the Nathaniels of the world. You know those people who are out there somewhere and they just have a few questions that they want to have answered. The cynics, the skeptics, the doubters, the debaters, the ones who like to argue, the ones who will try and throw you and me off track and off the trail. That's okay. Because that's also you and that's also me, isn't it? We have questions ourselves that we want answers to. And here's the good news. The good news is that Jesus is a big boy He can take care of himself. Our questions, our doubts, our cares, our concerns, give them to Jesus for the Bible tells us his grace. My grace is sufficient for you, he says. So now let's take a look at how Jesus calls Nathanael. Interestingly, the way that Jesus calls Nathanael is a lot like how it works today. In fact, in this part of the passage, Philip serves for us as an icon of the church, and an example to us as disciples. Because Jesus calls Nathanael through Philip, just like Jesus calls others through you and through me. Okay, evangelism isn't quite as easy as I made it out to be earlier, but I think you knew that already. When Philip calls Nathanael, the first thing Nathanael does is he throws up a wall. Can anything good Can anything good come out of Nazareth, he says to Philip. But friends, I want us to notice what happens next. I want you to see yourself in Philip as I read this next part to you. Here's what happens next. Most importantly, what happens next is that Philip does not give up. He doesn't say, well, I guess that didn't work. So off I go and off he goes. He did not give up. But here's some other things that Philip didn't do. Philip didn't belittle Nathaniel for asking the questions. He doesn't criticize him for being skeptical or cynical. He doesn't argue with him. He doesn't try to reason with him and get this. He doesn't even answer his question. He just says what? Come and see. And Jesus is better. He only had to use two words. Philip had to use three. He's not Jesus. Terrible priest humor. Come and see. Come and see for yourself. Come and meet this Jesus for yourself. I've already told you. We found the one. He's it. And some, my friends, we can learn a lot from Philip. Philip receives the call. Philip responds favorably to the call. He gets up. He gets going. He finds Nathaniel. He gives him the good news. And importantly, he gets out of the way. If we can just get ourselves out of the way and get them to Jesus we can learn a lot from Philip but we can also learn from Nathaniel and I can't think but help how this story plays out a little bit like the prodigal son did you catch it here comes Nathaniel and he's walking toward Jesus perhaps a little bit sheepishly perhaps a little bit reluctantly, maybe a little bit defiantly, but he's walking toward Jesus. And like the loving father in the story of the prodigal son, Jesus sees Nathaniel coming, and as Jesus sees Nathaniel coming, he calls out to them, look, there's a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Not surprisingly, this catches Nathaniel a little bit off guard. But get this, he doesn't respond to Jesus in the way he responds to Philip. There's no posturing here. There's no posing. He doesn't try to man up on Jesus or throw him off track. It's time to be honest, and it's time to get real. And he simply says to Jesus, how do you know me? How do you know me? I have to say this, my friends, because Nathaniel's question is our question, isn't it? How do you know me? How can you say there's no deceit in me? After all, I know me. And I know there is deceit in me. Who is this Jesus that's willing to look through the bad and find the good? Who is this God that's pursuing us with such a fervent and relentless love? Even while we're off in the distance, even while we're still far away from him. I saw you, Jesus says. Let me emphasize that another way. I saw you, Jesus said. There under the fig tree, even before Philip saw you, I saw you. And it's the same with us. Friends, when we're still off in the distance, Jesus sees us. Even when we think we're far away from him, Jesus knows us. And even as we feel like we're far apart from him, Jesus is still calling us. And as he calls to us, just like Nathaniel, he begins to affirm us, to speak to our intrinsic value and dignity and worth. While you were over there, I saw you, a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. He begins to redeem us and to restore us, to bring us back into a right relationship with him. And then, and then he reveals his plan and his purpose for us. And it seems a bit obvious to say this out loud, but we can't really know what Jesus wants until we know who Jesus is. And whether we're like Philip or whether we're like Nathaniel, whether we rise up in simple obedience or whether we have a few questions that we need to have answered, the point, my friends, is that we all end up in the same place and nobody says it better than Nathaniel, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And my friends, that recognition, that realization, that relationship is the foundation and are the first steps of discipleship. To becoming those carbon copies, those images, those reflections of Christ— those things that people need to see in us and hear from us so that they might turn and be saved from the stronghold of sin and the sting of death. And there's so much more that I could say even about this text. We haven't even touched on the vision, but we'll get to that because today I want to leave it from here and I want to focus on the call. As I said in the beginning, I want to invite us to consider our own call to Jesus, our own call to discipleship, individually, in our own lives, and corporately here at Christ the Redeemer. So I'm asking you this. Please, please, after today, go home and reread this text. Please take this week and engage in this text. Please take this week, friends, and explore this text. And as you do, I want to invite you to consider Three questions. And if you don't have your camera phones, that's all right. It'll go out in the Chronicles again. Engage the text and consider these three questions. First, who is this Jesus? I think we all know something of this Jesus, but like any good relationship, we can always learn more. Who is this Jesus? secondly what do i observe in the text myself about this call to relationship this call to discipleship as we've seen in this passage jesus interacts with two men philip and nathaniel what do you see what do you see in his interaction with them what do you observe in this passage for yourself and finally the most daring question how is jesus calling me right now What is the voice of Jesus saying to me through this passage about my own call to relationship and my own call to discipleship? How is Jesus calling me into a deeper place with him in my life? And then this, my friends, if you're willing, I'm asking you to write those things down, seriously. And to come and talk to me about it because this is how this pipeline is gonna be built. When we engage with one another in what Jesus is doing in our lives together, our task is to create a pipeline of leadership here at Christ the Redeemer and to fill it full of mature, well-formed Christian disciples sold out, set on fire, bold, courageous believers who know that there's a problem and they're not afraid to say that Jesus is the answer.